Call me motherfucking Pablo Escobar. So let me let me tell you what happened to me, Mike. I went to the Dominican Republic. I think I told you about this. I went to the VA clinic out there. Yes, people, there is a VA clinic in the Dominican Republic. It's located in the city of Santiago. Well, I went out there to do some uh, evaluations and everything else, get seen by the uh, the medical folks. And they decided, since I was coming back to Florida, and there's some other veterans that live in Florida, they said, hey, would you be okay to take some of the medicine for those other veterans? So I said, yeah, no problem. Next thing I know, because they're not allowed to do it by mail, they're not allowed to ship it out. So I said, no problem. I will take the medicine for them. You know, I'll look out for the other veterans and everything else. So they go, okay, stay here. We're going to bring the medicine to you. I'm waiting. Next thing I know, the pharmacist comes out with fucking four bags of fucking medicine. And I mean, pills. I got fucking uh, gel for pain, like uh, Icy Hot. I got pain pills. I got these little um, these little things that you could put on your body, like little uh, tapes that are for pain and everything else. So I only took a little small duffel bag because I was just going for a couple of days. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to pack a little small gym bag, nothing too excessive. I don't need a check-in bag. It's just going to be my carry-on and I'm going to go. My little duffel bag was loose. I didn't have too much clothing in there. I brought like just shorts and shirts, simple, because it was nice. The weather was hot over there. So they gave me the medicine. And I was like, okay, all these boxes are not going to fit in my bag. So I was like, let me start taking the medicine out of the boxes. And I'll get rid of the boxes. So I start slowly putting in these four bags of medicine plus my own into my little duffel bag. So as I'm putting them in, I'm also putting like in between clothes, you know, just trying to pack it real nice and smooth and everything else. My duffel bag was fucking tight. Like I couldn't hardly close it just because of the amount of fucking drugs that I had in there. So I said, Israel, be smart. Because when you're going through the security in the airport in the Dominican Republic, you're going to get pinged. Your bag is going to get alerted because I already could see it going through the x-ray. They're going to see the big fucking tubes of uh, icy hot and everything else. They're going to ping you. So I said, keep the doctor's prescription notes in your laptop bag because I brought my laptop with me to do homework. So I said, let me keep it there because so that when they come to ping me, I could show them that, hey, it's prescribed medicine. No big deal. Get to the airport. Put my bag through the conveyor belt. I'm going through the metal detector, and as soon as I walk through the metal detector, the security goes in Spanish, whose bag is this? Of course, he points at my duffel bag. So I said, here we go. It's about to go down. So I walk over. He says, sir, please walk this way. Can I open your bag? So and as soon as he's, I said yes, as soon as he starts unzippering, I pulled out the prescription note, and I said, you know, just trying to distract them because... I didn't want him to fucking take my clothes out and see all these fucking pills and everything in there. So I put the fucking prescription letter in front of him and I said, hey, just to let you know, and I'm talking to him in Spanish, I said, just to let you know, I'm a veteran. I just got out of the veteran's clinic and everything that's in my bag, it's prescribed medicine from the doctor. So he looks at me, he goes, veteran clinic? And I was like, yes, I'm a veteran. There's a hospital here for veterans and that's where I was at. And 
this is my medicine. This is from the doctor. I never heard of the veteran clinic here in Santiago. Luckily, that before I left, as a little going away, they gave me a hat that said the name of the clinic. So I had it on and I said, look, this is the name of the clinic. It's called the Eye Wellness Veteran Center. And he's like, as I'm talking to him, he's starting to pull stuff out. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Because if he sees all of this, he's going to probably confiscate it. And everybody's going to lose their fucking medicine. Next thing I know, there's a security guy that's overseeing the way they do security. And he heard me kept saying veteran, veteran. So he looks at me, he goes, you're a veteran? And I said, yes, I'm a veteran. He goes, let him go. So the guy goes, what? He goes, like, just let him go. If he's a veteran, just let him go. So I was like, woof, thank God. So I close up my bag. I go through. I get on the flight. I land in Florida. When you go overseas, you got to go through customs. So I'm on the customs line for U.S. citizens. The lady who's working custom calls me over, and she goes, what was, your, what was the city you were visiting? So I said, Santiago, Dominican Republic. She goes, what was your purpose of your visit? And I said, I'm a veteran, and I went there for a veteran clinic. I had some medical stuff to get looked at in the Dominican Republic. And then she tells me, a veteran clinic in Santiago, Dominican Republic? <laughs> so I'm like, yes, I'm a veteran. I went there for a veteran clinic. What helped me? I had my hat on. So I said, here is the name of the veteran clinic. It's called the Eye Wellness Veteran Center. And she tells me, I never heard of a veteran clinic in Santiago. She goes, why don't you go to the VA clinics here in Florida? And I said, to be honest with you, the VA clinics here suck. So I got to go overseas to get seen by the VA clinic over there. And she goes, what's the name of it again? I said, it's the Eye Wellness Veterans Center. That's where I went to in Santiago. And, you know, I went to get work on my VA disability claims. As I'm telling her this, she's on a notepad writing down the name of the center and everything else. And she turns off her light in her cubicle. She turns it off and she goes, I need you to tell me more because my husband's at 90% and I'm trying to get him to 100. So I'm trying to figure out what's the best thing I could do to get him to 100, because I want him to be 100. So through my peripheral, I'm seeing that the US citizen line is getting longer and longer. So I look at her and I said, are we not holding up the line? And she goes, don't worry about them. She was like, what's the name of the clinic? Because I want my husband to get to 100%. Stood there talking to her for at least 30, 45 minutes, just talking about fucking disability claims and everything else. And then finally she goes, okay, thank you for the information. You know, you're good to go. Turns her light on. And then she calls the next person. But the fucking line got mad. I was like the second person waiting. When I looked, it looked like at least 20 more people were there that were coming from overseas. Fucking got in my car, drove off, and went away. But I was like... If if they would have fucking, if that dude would have never said, yeah, veteran, like, they would have took all the medicine and everything else. Because I have four, I have me, it was for my brother, plus another boy of mine who's a veteran, and another friend of mine who's a veteran. They couldn't send it to me, so they're like, hey, take it to them. And they wanted me to fucking carry these four bags. And I was like, I'm not going to carry all these bags through there. I was like, I just might as well just take them out of their boxes, put in my suitcase, and just take the chance there. But luckily the doctor gave me all the prescription letters and everything else. And, but again, the guy was like, what veteran clinic? And I'm like, I know they're well known. Everybody 
that lives in Santiago knows about them. All the veterans that live in DR from Santo Domingo to other cities know about this clinic. Like everybody's going there. Like how the fuck you don't know that this clinic exists? But luckily they fucking let me go through and and that wasn't a problem or anything like that. But yeah, the customs lady was funny too because she was like, veteran clinic? Like how can I get this for my husband? Because I want him to get a 200% being that he's already at 90. So uh, shooting the shit with her for like good 90 good 30, 45 minutes just so she could tell me that he's at a 90% and she wants to get him to 100. She's like, I need him to get to 100%. I need him to. He's at 90. He needs to get to 100. And I'm like, you and every fucking other veteran that's fucking at below 100 that wants to get to 100%. So that was funny. I thought that was pretty hilarious that I had a fucking deal with all that shit. Not really, man. Like, do you understand? You could go like a finger up your ass just trying to figure out like what you got <laughs> stolen. I know. That's the dumbest shit in the world. Because so, he so, saw me. You're lucky. He saw me going through there, and as soon as he, I do, Mike, I knew it, I was gonna get alerted on when he picked my bag. Because he saw in the fucking scanner had these big tubes, and you know it's four ounce. I had these fucking gigantic yeah. tubes, and he's like, "Whose maleta is this?" And I was like, "Here we go." I was like, right here, that's mine. He's like, come yeah. over, let me open this shit. And I'm like, fuck, man. If he digs deep, he's going to find all these fucking pills and everything. I'm going to get pulled to the side and be like, get interrogated because why the fuck am I bringing in all these fucking... Because again, remember, I pulled, I threw the boxes away. So there was really no way to identify them besides looking at the label to see the name. But that's why I kept the prescription letters with me because... It had each person's name plus the pills that were in there. So if I needed to go be like, yeah, this is Motrin. Motrin, you know, is right here. But the thing that got me was the fact that they didn't understand the clinic. They were like, what clinic? The guy even told me, he's like, I've been living in Santiago my whole life and I never heard of this fucking veteran clinic. And I'm like, it exists right here. It exists right here. This is the name. This is everything. And luckily that guy was like military, like veteran. I was like veteran. And he was like, just let him go. And then he pulled the guy over and said, started telling him, hey, this is the process. Whenever you deal with veterans, you just don't worry about it. Because a lot of times we get these veterans, they get seen here for help. They're going to have medicine. But I'm thinking to myself, dude, I, I literally could have had cocaine. If it would have not been prescribed, I'm showing you a, a letter. You know, that letter could have been Photoshopped. I could have easily made up a fucking letter and be like, hey, this, you know, this is my medicine. And then the fact that you let me go just because I said I'm a veteran, I easily could have fucking walked through there with actual illegal drugs versus the fucking prescribed medicine that they fucking gave me. It was crazy. Yeah, you're fucking halfway stupid on that shit. That's the dumbest shit in the world. Like, I'm very disappointed in you. That's fucking airman status right there. That is fucking like, that's the dumbest shit in the world. And I, but the thing is, I had to bring the medicine for the others. I couldn't. No, you did it. Yes, you could. They, they were, we're, I would have not known when they were going to visit next. And they, they were running low on supply. They were needing the medicine. So I was like, let Fucking me do a favor for is, them and, and no. get them what they Motrin, need. Motrin, gel, Rolos, <laughs> fucking Viagra. They're good. They're okay. No. Someone's like, do you mind taking this medicine? Like, I do fucking mind. Like, why? Like, you want me to travel international with fucking prescription drugs that I do or do not know. But you can't mail them. So, therefore, you want me to fly with them. You're fucking high. That is the dumbest shit in the world. You Yo, have my, shown that you still have a lot of dumb shit in you. Mike, dude, my, it was like this much in my bag. And then I had to stuff my clothes. Like I was wrapping pills into my socks, into my shorts. 
like just rolling it up and just trying to get. When I went there, my bag was loose, like maybe weighed three pounds, like nothing. Dude, when I let, I was trying to hold that down so I could zipper it closed. That's how much shit I had in there, bro. So much shit I had in there. But You're fucking I horrible, made it bitch. through. The dumbest shit in the world. I made it through, and thank God the security sucks in Dominican Republic. <laughs> they let me. They let me go with a fucking bunch of bunch of fucking. Like I said, I easily could have been carrying illegal drugs easily. And all they yeah. took my word was just because I said I'm a veteran. They were like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I let him go. It's okay. Was it's, it was crazy. Yeah. I, yeah, do. I would do that again if I was you. <laughs> no, I'm good now because I did my I did my CMP over there. So I won't have to go back unless I actually got to deal with other claims or anything like that. So I remember um, one time you, you brought up about my nephew who's in the Navy. So he's doing great and everything else. You know, he, he, the car accident happened. He's much better and everything else. So I get a, I, I get a call from him and he goes, Theo, he goes, my supervisor wants to put me in for like, uh, for, so for us is like when, you know, when you went from three level, five level, you know, your skill level and everything else. Well, I guess in the Navy, they do ratings. So depending on your job description, you get to reach certain ratings or certain qualifiers to help you as you progress to promotion as well. So because he's in the aviation unit, they're, they're called airmen, and they have different qualifications. So they have this thing called plane captain. You got to meet certain qualifications to meet that. After that, there's, there's a mass communication specialist. That's qualification you got to meet. They're like sort of like um, additional duties. But for them and their job, is they have to meet certain qualifications for it. So I, he tells me, my supervisor said for me to write my own recommendation letter, basically using the voice of my supervisor, and then he wants me to send it to him so he's going to make some edits. He goes, would it be okay if you help me with that? So I said, I'm willing to help you. I was like, but I need you to write me what you will write. You know, I need your information. I can't just think of shit up because I don't know the Navy like that. So I need you to provide me with your bullets. So that way, just write it all down. Don't to the point where you have no more questions. Like you're good with what you see on the paper that you fulfilled everything. And then I would tweak it. But I want you to also draft it to like, don't just send me little bullets. Like send me paragraphs. I want you to fucking write it out. So he sends me this letter. And remember, his basic training letter was ridiculous. And this is, I, this is similar or probably worse than it, right? So he's writing in the voice of the supervisor. And he writes to me, and I'm reading it, and he goes like this. He goes, Airman DeVai's time management was stunning. I was amazed in all the sacrifices he made for this rating. I saw that he was always exhausted and stressed with everything he has been doing. He would always range from three to five hours of sleep a day. I remember him telling me that he was working 13 to 16 hours a day, but he always kept a positive attitude. <laughs> he would always continue to work out and stay in shape after working with us, which was surprising. This showed me that Aaron Devaya had a lot of discipline and commitment with everything he works for. And I'm telling him like, dude, just because you don't sleep 
<laughs> that doesn't mean that that's sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? It's going to have your shift worker. You're going to work weird hours and everything else. Like, you, if for you to get the qualifications, you're going to have to sacrifice something. You know what I'm saying? So he goes, he sacrificed his physical and mental health for being working with us. He was so determined he would barely talk to his family or have time to focus on himself on a personal level. He was never distracted with other things rather than focusing on the media shop. And I'm like, nephew, I, I, I understand that you're trying to highlight yourself. Like, and it's your, it's his first time, you know what I'm saying? I was like, but you're contradicting yourself when you're saying that you're not doing things for your mental health, your well-being or anything like that. But then you're trying to show that you're going above and beyond by sacrificing this and that that's contradicting yourself. Because if you're going to show that you're sacrificing things like that, why are you going to state that you're not getting sleep? Because now I'm going to think like, yo, are we overworking this guy? <laughs> like, Why is he not getting sleep as an E3? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is he not doing what he needs to do? Because now you're putting yourself at risk at the job. Safety becomes an issue because now I'm saying you're tired. So I'm like, what? It Got it. First time, this and this and that. So this mother effort tells me, help me with the edits. So last night I'm working on it. I revise it, send it to him. And I say, hey, did you get my email? He goes, oh, my supervisor already wrote it. <laughs> I was like, you motherfucker, man. Why'd you waste my fucking time then if your supervisor already fucking written the whole fucking recommendation? Why are you wasting my time for me to help you? So he, I tell him, tell me, send me what your supervisor sent. He sends it to me, and I'm like, mine was still better. You, you need to use your uncle's. Your uncle's was better. I had no idea, no, no Navy jargon or anything like that. I was just like, let me think of Air Force terminology. I even wrote it on Air Force <laughs> And I sent it to him on the Air Force letter. And I said, here you go. This is official right here. This is how you need to send it. But I always tell him, you're not a fucking airman. You're a bullshit airman. He goes, oh, but in aviation, we're called airmen. I was like, you ain't airman. Unless you're Air Force, that's the only fucking airman I know. But yeah, he was like, I barely talk to my family. That's how much I sacrifice. I, I don't, you know, my mental health and well-being, I don't really pay attention to because I'm so focused on fucking trying to get these qualifications and everything. I'm like, so it turns out that the mass communication specialist rating he's going for has to deal with him being able to do like AFN. Remember AFN? Armed Force Network, people who worked in public affairs, worked the radio or whatnot. He's trying to do that for the Navy. So he was taking pictures. He was taking some action shots. And I guess he wants to do that more than what he was doing with aviation. Because I guess aviation, he was a mechanic. Plus, he had to clean the jets, launch the jets. I told him, I think that's pretty cool that you're like, you know, they're on the carrier. They're the dudes, like, marshalling them out, sending them out and everything else. So I told him that was cool. But then he got picked to do, you know, additional duties and stuff like that, which he hated. But I'm like, dude, you're on the bottom of the totem pole, man. What, what do you expect? E1s to almost E4s, you're going to get shit detail. That's how it is in every fucking branch. You're going to be, they're going to tell you. I remember in the command post, we used to fight all the time because they said, hey, we need some of your airmen to go pick up the rocks and move the rocks from the, from the sidewalk into the fucking the grass or whatever. And my command post chief used to be like, we can't do that because according to our AFIs, we don't do 
detail like that. We don't do those type of base detail. But I told them, I said, every branch has it, man. Every branch has E1, E2, E3, E4 that says, hey, go fucking pick up garbage from the grass or go fucking do this or do whatever and everything else. So I told them, I was like, just take it. I mean, you can't really complain, but I guess in this generation of military, they can complain because he, he gripes, you know what I'm saying? And the fucking supervisors try to jam because now they're thinking it's a mental thing. So when they see their little young fucking seamen or airmen or privates or whatever, that they're complaining about this and this and that, they automatically got to think about mental health. Okay. Let them go see the chaplain. Let them go see the first shirt because maybe there's something more personal that's wrong with him versus him just not wanting to fucking do the fucking base detail. But I just thought it was funny. He sent me that shit. I was like, I told him, I was like, dude, you need to read more books because your writing skills is fucking terrible. <laughs> your writing skills are horrible, man. I was like, read more books because that will help you on using, you know, words and sentences and everything else and, and go from there. 